You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 14. I feel like you are going to find this session super helpful and interesting. We talk about a lot of good things around capacity, which I think is so important. What different people's capacity looks like, how to adjust timelines, how to respect and meet your own capacity, things like that. We also have some challenges. At one point I tell Sabrina, I'm going to stop the recording because I feel like she's not being present for it and not being coachable. And you know, there's some tough love in that too. So I think it'll be an interesting mix and I feel like it will be very helpful to listen to. So I hope it serves you guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You look pretty. Thanks. Now you say it back. Well, (laughs) you look gorgeous. I think I need to quit or shower either way. I showered. My hair is clean. Mm. I'm wearing normal pants, normal shirt, a bra, oh, shit. and my engagement ring. So fancy as fuck today. Mm. I know. So are we going to, are we going to talk about launching? Or are we going to actually have coaching this session? Or are you going to just poke me? I'm not going to fuck around today. Okay. Perfect. You say with the slyest grin ever. It's called resting bitch face, Lacey. I can't help it. Mm, interesting. Okay. So what's going on? Mm, Paul gets home in a few days, which okay. I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Things are good at home. I feel more myself again, which is nice. I think the first couple of weeks, it was a big transition. And then now I've got a routine and things are going a lot better at home and with the dogs and things like that. So now I'm kind of easing back into work mode more, but I still have not recorded any podcast episodes this month. And so I'm getting back into the studio this week. I am several months ahead though. So winter, winter, chicken dinner. Totally. Yeah. I was going to go twice last week, but then my housekeeper canceled both of those days. So I just, Clyde, it was too little to leave him alone for, you know, three hours at that point. So I couldn't go, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to go this week and make up for it. Okay. Yeah. And you're launching. I will be launching. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Say more. I will start that process. I feel like so- you text me a bunch of like random things. And then when I tried to follow up on them, you ignored me. So are we going to talk about those? Like what things? Like that you're feeling so much pressure or that you've been putting so much on yourself or that you're feeling burnt out of holding certain things. And then I would be like, what things, what pressure? And then you would just not respond. Well, single mom life is very hard, Lacey. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that you were a supporter of mothers, but yeah. see that only applies to furless ones. how fucked up of me right Mm. yeah I think it's just been a crazy couple of weeks but I'm over it now I think that that's a little tough for me to get on board with okay 
specifically because you also implicated yourself in texting me saying, well, I was just using the housekeeper not being here as an excuse. See, I saw that as like a really powerful moment of self-reflection and vulnerability. And I also see that that's now being weaponized against me Mm -hmm. or to self keep ignoring Lacey. Or it could just be being reflected to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that as well as possibility. It's possible. So say, let's say it's not being weaponized and let's pretend it's just a healthy reflection. What would you say about that? That perhaps there's more digging to do in that area. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So why do you think you want to keep using the excuse that it's just been a crazy couple weeks instead of looking at what's going on? Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think. And yeah, I don't know. Your turn to come up with an idea. Perhaps. It could be that it feels kind of scary and vulnerable to have like an open, closed-ish launch that you haven't really done something like that in a while. I feel like since most of the programs have been on Evergreen that you've been focused on or they've been like really small, like a masterclass or something, I feel like this might feel like a new level of like stretch or vulnerability you haven't had in a while. Mm-hmm. Possible. And I think sometimes when that happens, you have a bit of a desire subconsciously to just back out of it and not necessarily put yourself in the situation where you could have a not great launch or be disappointed. I mean, I've never failed at a launch, so I'm not sure that's the one, but I'm open to the possibility. But I think that's part of the problem, right? Is that like, because you haven't, if you don't think it's going to go perfect, then you find it hard to lean into. So Sabrina, I think, is in an interesting position here, right? Because she has a business where most things have gone really, really well for her, right? So sometimes the fear of leaning in when some timeline hasn't gone correctly or it feels like you're behind or whatever is actually more intense when things have gone well because the fear of them not going well is so much greater when you haven't just had that experience almost, right? It's almost like the self-trust conversation we've been having. Like when you have had an experience where you know, something didn't go really well and you bounce back and are good, it's actually a lot easier to lean in in the future because you have the evidence built that like you'll handle it and it's fine. When things have predominantly gone really well, it can actually feel scarier and scarier to lean in because you have not yet built the self-trust that you'll handle it and because you haven't really had that experience yet so it feels much scarier than it probably is and so just wanting to really normalize that here because i feel like sometimes when we're like oh but things go well for me why am i so freaked out and this is why right because sometimes when we haven't had that experience or been able to build evidence around a specific thing it feels more intense i think that can be true at the beginning of business for many people when they kind of haven't had like a quote-unquote failure yet in business that fear is so present. And then I think it can be true much later on when things have just predominantly gone really well and you've you know, had amazing results and massive success, the pressure of that and the lack of evidence or experience around what happens when something doesn't go well is there and can really ramp up the fear. So just wanting to name that and normalize that and say, that can happen and that's just an opportunity or mindset opportunity to work through but it happens no matter what level you're at and it's definitely just about building that self-trust in a new way 
I think what I have found a bit challenging is, and I know we talked about this before Christmas break, but I just went really balls to the wall the second half of last year, like all in on like systems and organization and back and cleanup and like hitting all of my master classes and mini programs and launches and masterminds. And like, I did all of that so well. And then everything after Christmas break was like, not at all what I expected. Mm -hmm. So like I got sick and then Paul got sick and then we had friends come over and then we all got sick and then we got a dog, which was never the plan. So then we didn't sleep for a couple of weeks. And then Paul flew to Australia two and a half weeks ago, which also was not part of the plan. And then my housekeeper had been sick for like three weeks or so, four weeks. So a lot of it just was really like one after the other, after the other, after the other, which I felt like I also had that in October and November where there was like a lot of unexpected stuff that kind of kept coming up. And that really pissed me off because I thought that everything was going to be great, done and dusted by the end of the year, have a nice restful break and then get back and like start off with the Abundant AF launch. And that just really did not happen at all. I think that's somewhat of a pattern that you know about yourself, right? Is that when you have an expectation and things don't go exactly to that expectation, it like really, really pisses you off, like to the point where it's been harder to like get back in it. Well, I'm dealing with it in a really healthy way. I've thrown away half of my personal possessions in the last three days. So, mm-hmm. you know, spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. So riddle me this. Yeah. You have time to toss out half of your possessions, but have been too busy to get back into the launch. Well, I saw an Instagram meme that said that the state of your house reflects the state of your mind. So I figured, (laughs) why don't I start (laughs) this shit in my brain? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's gone really well, actually. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm only keeping what sparks joy. You're on the chopping block. I just wanted to say that. Oh, really? Yeah. Kenny and Bennett are safe. No joy being sparked here whatsoever. I mean, just a little. We'll see. Okay. We'll we'll see if we get there. We'll see. Yeah. So the question I was really wanting to get to with Sabrina here is like, why are we having a hard time doing this thing, right? It can be so easy to feel like, oh, I just like don't have time to do the things. But if I'm having time to do all of these other things, then we don't have to make that wrong, but it's an important reflection. And so I really wanted to just offer that up as something that you could ask yourself. Like, am I telling myself I don't have time to do X, but then I'm doing Y other things, right? That's okay. Again, this isn't like an opportunity to beat yourself up, but it is an opportunity to go, that's so interesting. I wonder why. That's so interesting. Why am I always finding time to whatever, clean out the closet, but not finding time to do this thing in my business? All it does is give you a really important mindset opportunity to go, what's really going on here? What's really under the surface? And when you can find out what's really going on here and what's under the surface, that's when things tend to shift and get easier and better. And so it doesn't mean you shouldn't spend time on life stuff and you should always spend it on business stuff, but it's really about the stories we tell ourselves. If the story is, I don't have time, but that's not the truth. That's what I have to inquire about. That's what I have to look into. And that's where my opportunities to shift something lie. 
What I will say though, is that has had me feeling a lot better and kind of more like myself because I couldn't even like throw anything away a couple and I, I'm saying throw away, but most of it's being donated, but like I couldn't even do that two weeks ago or a week ago when Clyde was like screaming and crying and going to the bathroom every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is so fucking popular with the Scottish grandmas. It's not even funny. I took everyone for a coffee date this morning and Bonnie and Clyde were extremely popular. That's so cute. Yeah. Coffee walkies. Okay. So back to the point of being able to do that, but not other things. Well, see, now I'm starting to do healthy things like feeding myself, Mm -hmm. which I did do that before, but now I'm like feeding myself gourmet. (laughs) You know what I want. I'll wait. I don't know. Tears, probably. What does Lacey want? Tears, crying, vulnerability. Answers to questions versus avoidance, perhaps. Yeah, that one as well. So what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Content shit. Yes, doing it. I posted a reel last week. I'm literally going to stop this recording if you don't stop. Okay, fine. You have been completely uncoachable for multiple sessions now. And if you need it off recording to be coachable, then let's do it. I think if you turn off the recording, I'm just going to be annoying. So I just wanted to talk about why I had wanted to stop the recording here. I think that if y'all listened to last session, you know Sabrina was definitely on one, definitely not in a place of being super coachable, which sometimes is fine. Again, I think I said this last time, but it's like sometimes you just need that moment to play and build the relationship and not feel so like on the spot. And I think that was important. And that's not something I would necessarily want to let go on for multiple sessions because that's not actually going to serve her long-term. So here, that's kind of like my reset. Like if we need to stop the recording so that you feel like you can get into that coachable space, let's do that. Obviously she did not feel like that's what she needed, but sometimes we just need that moment of reflection to be like, hey, this is not how this can keep going, right? And so maybe for you, it's not stop the recording, but it's like, hey, is this the right time to have this call today? Hey, are you recognizing that like, I'm really not able to get anywhere with you today, or I'm not really noticing that you're really available to answer questions today? Can we talk about that? So don't be afraid to like have that moment with a client in their best interest of like using the session, right? Like again, sometimes, you might just have an off session like that and that's okay. But also like, I think as a coach, we have to be somewhat responsible for being like, Hey, is this really the right thing or best thing? And can we talk about this and can we address this here? So just wanting to give some permission and examples there that like, sometimes you're going to have somebody that's not coming super open or coachable in that moment and being able to stop have that conversation and like create a roadmap for how to get out of that. Whether it's like, do we need to stop the recording? Do we need to, you know, have this session another time? Do we need to look at what's making you feel like not super open right now? Whatever that is, having that conversation is the value and is the point. Okay. What do I need to do to be coachable? Stop with the sarcasm. I would say is step one. Yes. Do you recall what being coachable is like? I do recall that, yes. Okay, so maybe step one would be answer questions. Can you repeat the question? Yes, I can. Why do you feel like it's easier for you to be doing other things versus like the launching kind of stuff? Like what makes that feel like because this would feel so much better to me than that? 
because I feel like that's the stuff that I had wanted to do over Christmas break and things like that, but just couldn't. And I think also it feels easier to do that stuff when Paul's not in the house because then I don't have to listen to his opinions on what to keep or throw out. <laughs> Honest answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Hi, Paul. Thanks for listening. We love you. Yeah. Okay. So I think what you're saying, and I think that, again, this is like helpful to see because I feel like you know this pattern a little bit, but I think like when your expectations don't get met or when you didn't get to do something you thought you were going to do, it makes you resentful a little bit of the business and having to get back in it if those things aren't done. So in your brain, it's like, I want to get these things done before I like have to launch. Yes. And if I had to launch before those things got done, it would make me feel more pissed off and resentful that I like didn't get the time I wanted, didn't get the things done I wanted. Yes. So I want to talk about having feelings of resentment toward your business. It's obviously not like the sexy thing to talk about, but I do see it happen for clients. And I do feel like our business is sometimes like an easy place to project those feelings. So kind of what's happening with Sabrina here is like, she didn't get that time that she felt like she wanted. So it's sort of easy to project onto the business. Like this is keeping me from getting that time or this is in my way of like meeting my own needs in the way that I want to. And it's easy to build resentment around that if you don't kind of catch it and notice it and aren't careful. But this sort of idea where sometimes it's like what we want gets put against our business, right? It's almost like I can't get this thing I want because you know, the business needs this from me. And it's just sort of unwinding that and not putting those two in opposition, but seeing like one is really the point of the other. So like Sabrina doesn't have to feel resentful for the business because she can move things in the business if she needs to, right? But it's kind of like coming back to that and remembering that and not letting that linger for too long where it feels like the business is keeping me from X that I want, right? And or like almost the rebellious version of that, which is like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna do X because that's what I want and like screw the business because again, you're feeling so resentful to it. Like you don't really want either of those things. You wanna keep coming back to like, how can the business support me and getting my needs met too? So just a reminder, I think it's pretty normal for those things to come up. And usually it's when it feels like the business is keeping you from doing or getting or having something for yourself that feels really, really important. And so typically it doesn't have to though. So just being willing to be like, where is the truth here and what can shift is so valuable. Yeah, because my October and my November off weeks got eaten up. My Christmas break got eaten up. And then, you know, kind of watching the tiny terrace for the last couple of weeks by myself has also eaten up a lot of time and just like training Clyde and getting him to be a very good boy takes a lot. So then I don't have like the mental space to like sit down and read a bunch of content. Instead, I'm like, let me organize my utensil drawer. And then I do. And then my housekeeper comes. I'm like, look at my utensil drawer. And she's like, Oh, that's amazing. In her Scottish accent. I'm like, yeah, it is. So basically like you're, feeling kind of like low on capacity. Yeah. And it feels like having the capacity to both like do some like house organization, take care of the puppy and do the business stuff feels like your brain, body, nervous system cannot. 
it feels a lot easier to do house stuff and watch the dogs than to do work stuff and watch the dogs. Cause when I do work stuff, I stop paying attention to them. And then Clyde has accidents mm-hmm. or he like eats stuff. But if I'm like walking around doing dishes or laundry, like they're at my feet and I am seeing them all the time. But if I'm doing work stuff, I'm just like zoned out. Mm-hmm. Paul calls it Elon. So I'll just be working and he'll be talking to me and I don't respond. And he's like, Hey, Elon, I'm like, what? Which means you do actually hear him, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> well, after he says that three times or texts me, Elon Musk, pay attention. But yeah. So it just feels a bit easier to watch them while I'm doing house stuff. Does it feel like there is a part of you that is avoiding the business? Like, is that just super true? And like, yes. Or is that like the same as the housekeeper thing? Like, conveniently I mean, true, but also there's more to the story. Um, I think I just generally feel out of my routine with the work stuff. Like I am doing all of my client stuff every day, Monday through Friday, like normal going to all my calls, but like, I can't go to the podcast studio. And I did send out my CEO confessions email the last two Fridays. So I did do that. So I have done some stuff, but it does feel a bit challenging to get back into the routine of other things. Cause when I, cause I can't have Clyde in my office cause my office is carpet. So I have to be like in the kitchen on my laptop, which the downstairs floor is tile, but then he's like eating me and chewing and they're barking because Clyde's a barker and Bonnie is silent. So it just, it's, it's a big change to how my brain works, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, you know, that you kind of have like a low tolerance for change. Yeah. But like the plan was my housekeeper was going to be here the days that I work so I could be in my office working while she was downstairs watching the dogs. And that just never happened. Yeah, And so I think that has also really thrown me out of my routine as well. Cause like basically nothing is routine anymore. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. I think what's helpful to see is that like both things can be true. Like what you said to me about the housekeeper thing being an excuse kind of is true, but also what is true is that like there's been like a lot of change and unmet expectations and upheaval that like makes it harder for you to feel like you have the capacity to like lean in and really run with something business-wise so like both right yeah Okay, so something really important that I want to note here is that our capacity varies from person to person, as does our tolerance for change. And like looking at and working within yours versus someone else's is so important, right? Like everyone has a different capacity that they're bringing to life and business things that depends on so many things, including like everything from childhood trauma to like the amount of like responsibility you have in your day-to-day life. Like, I mean, there's just so many things that contribute to that. But what I think happens so often in the online space that can be really damaging is that we look at someone else's capacity and think ours should be that or look that way. And if it doesn't, it's wrong. Versus being like, here's what my capacity is and I'm going to really intentionally build my business around that. So with Sabrina, it's like, okay, your capacity is feeling more limited right now. How do we adjust, right? And acknowledge that instead of making 
the capacity, the problem or wrong. Because I feel like when we make that wrong, it's so much harder to shift. Like it's much easier to shift a timeline in your business than to, you know, shift your ability to carry so much more. Now, do we sometimes have to do work on how much we can hold? 100%. I do a lot of work on holding with my clients. And so that can ultimately be a thing. But at the end of the day, no matter how much work you do on that, everyone will just have a different capacity. And I feel like a different level of like tolerance. And it's just so important to name that and say that and get permission for that. Because when we do, then we can actually start building a business that feels good to us and serves us instead of fighting for this idea that we should always be more, or hold more, or do more, which does not have to be true. So I know you said you weren't going to move the launch, but do you want to move the launch? Probably yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And like I have everything. It's just the way that like I feel like I do really well with work is if I can just like have like two or three hours where like nobody talks to me and then it's like launch done, everything organized, but I can't even get that. And then at night, because they get me up, Clyde this morning got up at 6 a.m. And then I put him back in his crate for another hour and a half. He just needed a bathroom break. But it's like nonstop, go, 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 go. And then at 9 p.m. when they go in bed, I have like one hour where I can keep my eyes open. And that's like shower, watch an episode of Friends and go to bed. Like I sometimes I'm like, maybe I should wake up early and do it in the morning. But he'll like sense me awake and he'll be like, bitch, come get me. And I also can't do it at night because I just don't have the brain space. And I don't like working in like tiny 15, 20 minute chunks, mm -hmm. which like I could do that, but even that feels tough. Sounds like this is good practice for a baby though, right? Yeah, I'm for sure going to get um, sterilized or whatever they call it. <laughs> no, you're not. You love him. I love him, but also, so you're going to be kind of pissed as his grandmother. So when we first got Clyde, I liked him the first two days. Mm -hmm. And then he started smelling really gross to me. Hmm. Like I could not have him near me. And also I was getting angry internally because I could see how much love Clyde was getting. And I was like, Bonnie does not feel loved by Paul. And so then I went over the top, like, I love Bonnie. I hate Clyde. And so one night my friends wanted to stay up late and I was tired but I stayed up late because I can hang, but it's like 1230 AM and I've been drinking and stuff. And so I'm like holding Clyde and I was like, we should take him outside with a free puppy sign. We should tie balloons to him and let him fly away. And they're like, Sabrina, what the fuck? And I told Paul, I was like, he smells so bad to me. And I've been saying this for days and nobody was listening to me. Like this puppy fucking smells. And then they bathed him. And then I loved him. Interesting. But yeah. But the smell came from Bonnie was obsessed with him. So she was constantly like licking him, licking, slobbering yeah. him, mm -hmm. putting like his entire fucking head in her mouth. And so he just smelled disgusting. And so I was like, I hate this puppy. Why did we get one? He keeps peeing everywhere and he cries all night long, like free puppy. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think, I mean, this is not exactly the same thing, but they're like, literally is a thing like called postpartum yeah. rage, which I think is maybe a little bit of what you were feeling there. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I, what yeah. I will say though is I trust myself now. Cause I told everyone, I was like, he needs a fucking bath. And they're like, no, you're crazy. He smells fine. Once he was washed, I loved him. Yeah. I think you can also trust that like, you know, you just know this about yourself that like 
change is really hard on your nervous system. I think I'm very adaptable when I'm on my own. Like you could throw me into any situation, but when you have someone living in my house Mm -hmm. all the time, that's when it's a bit tougher without help. Like it would be different if like Paula, my housekeeper had been here, but it's like, nobody's here and we got a new dog and there's all this other shit. And like, I have a team member who's about to go on leave for like seven weeks. And so like all of that stuff is happening and blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, team stuff, new programs. And I was like, I can handle this much. Yeah. So with the, this much you can handle, like, what is that right now? Like if it's not execute full launch, what is it? Yeah. Well, I do feel a lot better now. Like I do feel like my capacity has increased. Like Clyde is only going to the bathroom like once every one to two hours instead of 20 minutes. He's sleeping through the night more regularly. He can go outside on lead walkies. So on Wednesday, he gets his third and final vaccine and then he can be in a park off the lead. So that has helped a lot. So yeah, I have calls for the next like three hours, but I think, and also I meal prepped yesterday. So I'm like feeding myself. So I don't have to worry about cooking. So tonight while they're like running around, I'm just going to be on my laptop for like an hour or two. Okay. Housekeeper said she'll be here tomorrow which who knows if that's true or not, but fingers crossed. And if she is, I'm going to lock myself in the office tomorrow. So what do you feel like, like with those one to two hours, like, is that just like absolute business as usual? Is that like, you want to start planning for a launch? Is that like, you just need to get CEO confessions and stuff like that done. And we need to just like table this for a little bit, or what do you feel there? I can work on launch stuff. So CEO confessions, I just did it at the laptop in the kitchen counter on Friday. Cause I don't ever have any work stuff on Friday. So that was easy enough. It took me, and I did it during their nap and their dinner, which is also so weird to feel like you have to time when you work to when the baby is napping. Mm -hmm. I think this is very useful for you. I really feel like this is an advertisement for getting your tubes tied. Or? Or? To show how you can navigate through these things. Yeah. So glad I got a furry baby and not a real one. The, the plot twist of literally <laughs> Sabrina yeah. actually does get a baby, except not. But yeah, I think that you value freedom as like your highest value and you're not feeling a lot of that right now. No, I am feeling more of it now that he can leave the house. That really has been a game changer. Like I will take them for walks. I'll take them for coffees on Saturday. I went to the markets with my friends. Like I feel like I have a lot more the last couple of days, but it's like the last five days, not the last like five weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, even when you had like people over and stuff like that, like obviously you're not feeling the most yeah. free. So I think it's just like helpful to be like, yeah, this might be almost like a pushback against that. Do you know what I mean? Cause then when your business isn't making you feel free, cause you're like supposed to launch and do this and do that. Like it really can yeah. bring up that like push or that resentment. Yeah. But I mean, overall though, like I'm definitely proud of how I've handled everything at home for the last several weeks. Like Clyde is everyone who meets him is like, wow, like he is so well-behaved. He's so well-trained. I'm like, yeah, I know. I did that. He has like four training sessions a day. Thank you. <laughs> proud mama. Yes. I'm yeah, so like you showed yourself, like you can handle it. You can navigate it. Things obviously yeah. might shift. I think like the, the biggest like shift in like looking back is to see like 
okay, when something like this happens, like I have to know maybe that my capacity is potentially going to be limited. And so like moving the launch weeks ago probably would have been worthwhile to think about. But I think that's like the only hindsight thing you can really do here, you know? Yeah. I think what just has been tough is like a lot of the changes have been last minute. So it's like my housekeeper says she's going to come in and then 10 minutes before she's supposed to come in, she's like, just kidding, can't make it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what's kind of made it difficult to plan. So like, I think I'm going to have space and then I don't, you know, or like, I think I'm going to have space and then Clyde gets sick. Totally. So there's just been some stuff, but like the house is spotless and the dogs are happy and well-fed and well-trained. So I'm definitely crushing the home stuff. And the business is fine, right? I mean, obviously like you didn't want to move the launch and obviously that will mean some subsequent things have to move, but it's not like that's actually that big of a problem. It's more just a problem if like you stay in the pattern of avoiding it. It's not necessarily a problem if you have to move a few things, you know? Do you want to be proud of me for something I instead do. of spending a whole session talking about how I suck? I got five. Is that what we're app- doing? Yeah, we are. So oh, I got um, great. Glad you're on the same page. Welcome. Thanks. Okay. Thank so you. I got five millionaire applications last week and I responded to them. Wow. Yeah. Like more than once? Like you like responded. You yeah. followed up. Wow. And we got a wealthy woman sale yesterday. So good. Okay. I'm very happy with that. I'm very proud of yeah. you. So you had capacity for some things. Yeah. If people came to me, I had capacity for that. Yeah. Okay, good. And I sent my CEO emails. Yeah. Okay. So what does this rework look like here? Paul comes home in what? A few days. Yes. So it's been a bit busy today and it will be tomorrow. Just kind of like getting the house ready. Cause I need to remove all evidence of all the spring cleaning that I've done. So there's like lots of boxes and donations and bags and things like that, that need to disappear. So I've been working on that with my housekeeper. Yep. He's going to love it. He's going to open his wardrobe and be like, wow, I had so much stuff in here, but now it's so nice and empty. Thank you. Just kidding. I didn't throw his clothes away. Um, Do you think that you should keep the boxes of things that are his before? Oh, I haven't done any of his stuff. No, it's all been like my stuff or like cooking stuff. Yeah. Or like cleaning out the pantry and things like that. Or like there was a bunch of dog stuff that just doesn't fit them anymore that we donated and things like that. So the dog shelter is very happy with us. So it was stuff like that. But yeah. Okay. So today's busy. Tomorrow's busy. Then Paul's coming home. Do you feel like this week is kind of like not it? I am optimistic. I'm going to have, I'm always optimistic that I'm going to have time and then it gets ripped away from me and it pisses me off even further, but that's fine. But I'm optimistic. I'll have some free time tomorrow to get some work stuff done. And then every day just gets easier with Bonnie and Clyde. Like they get more in their routine, they sleep longer, things like that. So I'm feeling good. And then also another thing that got thrown into the wrench was Bonnie's best friend is currently on heat. So they've both been losing their minds because they can't hang out. So if you ever want to like piss off Bonnie, you just go, where's Bailey? And she looks around and she freaks out. And so then I visited Bailey on Saturday and she was losing her shit because she was like, where's Bonnie? Like, I know you, where's Bonnie? She like went to the window and was like jumping and looking at the window thinking like maybe Bonnie's outside, but no. But yeah. It would just be so good if everyone could do what they're supposed to do in the way that they're supposed to do it at all times. No, that would be really, really nice. But since it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. How might we navigate this with the launch? 
Lots if of you therapy. knew things weren't going to go perfectly. Mm, just make the goal to have as much fun as possible exactly. with the launch of live streams and posting content and being creative. Yes. Like launch Agreed. for the sake of launching type of thing. Yeah. I think this is like the launch to, to just get you back into launching. Like, I just think that you really haven't done that in quite some time. Yeah. So timeline wise, let's talk. If we move it to say this week is about you getting ready for it. If we move it to start next week, what does that look like? So start like Valentine's Day-ish type timing? Like the actual program start, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about when to adjust timelines versus when to double down because we kind of change gear on that. And I think it's important to see the difference here. So last week we were kind of like, let's not adjust the timeline. I feel like Sabrina felt like she was in a place to like really dive back in and it felt like, cool, like you're ready, let's go. No need to adjust the timeline. In fact, let's not because you're like amped and ready to get back in it. Then she had a bunch of personal things happen, et cetera, et cetera, right? And now it's like, okay, well then maybe it does make sense to adjust. So what I wanna say is that sometimes the double down moment is when it feels like I know I have the capacity to get back into this and what I need to double down on is sticking to this commitment. Amazing, like so much growth can happen there. And sometimes it's, I truly do not have the capacity to lean into this current timeline and I have to give myself the grace to adjust. Great, so much growth there. But what's helpful to see is I feel like sometimes it can feel so black or white. Like there's one right way, like i.e. you always double down and make it happen no matter what. Or like it's always okay to adjust timelines no matter what. And like neither of those are true. I think it's like, where is my growth at the moment? What is the best opportunity for me at this moment? What do I have the most ability to handle at this moment? And that's really what you wanna look at, right? Sometimes it will be better to double down. Sometimes it will be better to adjust. Sometimes that might change from week to week like it is here. And that's why there's so much value in having like that personal support and reflection because it depends. Like if, if someone's saying you always double down, well, that's not fucking true. Or you always give yourself grace. Well, that's not necessarily totally true and the most like helpful thing either. So really just kind of wanted to say that like, it depends, right? You may or may not have like one week where you feel like you should double down and one week where you should adjust, but it really depends on where you're at and getting the right support and reflection for that and not feeling like there's always one right way. But then I think I want to inject something like this week or on the Monday, Tuesday, like a masterclass or something for my clients who there wouldn't have been a program this month. Okay. Which I feel like that could also be a positive way to kick off the launch potentially. Okay. So if you did promo for that this week, you had a masterclass on the 30th, then what? And then just go straight into my launchy launch. Mm -hmm. And then that feels good to me. But does that mean we're moving? What do you mean? Like on the sales calendar, like what has to get moved to make that happen? So good news, I actually didn't plan that out. So the answer is nothing. Okay. That's not great news, but okay. <laughs> I know we like started talking about the Q1 programming schedule and like the only thing else we had was like become a mastermind millionaire. And then we said like maybe doing something on 
like recurring revenue scaling to seven figures. The nice thing is we literally have like 30 programs with sales pages and emails ready to go, mm-hmm. which is real nice. Does that feel helpful at this moment too? do that? Or does it feel more helpful to decide like, what's this masterclass topic and like, what, how does that tie it? I mean, the other option is I just release like a training from my archives to my clients this month. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no promise that there's something every single month, but just as a habit, I want there to be. I think it really does make sense to do something on the 30th because obviously like you did vision board party and all of that, but I feel like that's quite spaced out from now. So like, I do think having something else to lead into the launch would probably be helpful. I also think it might be a nice way for you to get back into it. And do we want this to be free or paid? If you do paid, I think it should be very low cost, like under $50 type thing. Yeah. Um, vision board party was free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and this probably makes sense to do paid. Cool. But I agree with you. It could be like, you know, like $39 or something like that. Yep. I think keep it low cost. So stuff that we have branding for millionaire mindset workshop, manifestation challenge. We don't actually need to have a fuck ton of branding for this one. We could just keep it really stupidly simple and do something more specific on like the mindset of 100K cash months, the mindset of 300K cash months, the mindset of million dollar cashiers or like why mindset is the missing piece to your strategy type thing. Well, I think you pretty much have to do something that you have branding for. Yeah. Um, just from like a, a pure timeline perspective. So tell me what those are again. Millionaire mindset workshop and manifestation challenge. But also I think the other piece to this though, is like, if I'm mostly going to be promoting this on email and Instagram stories, I can just have it go to a thread cart link. So I don't actually need an opt-in page for this which I have done for other programs and it's gone yeah, quite yeah. well. And it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously for that price point, it doesn't matter anyway. What are you feeling most excited about? Like what would be something actually fun for you to teach on? If you were in spicy stabs mode, what would be something fun for you to teach on? I like doing something about how like mindset is a strategy type thing or how like mindset is the missing piece to the strategy. Because I think a lot of people think they do mindset, but actually they don't. And you're like, ha ha, that's me right now, bitch. I think that I would be very into you teaching that right now and having to get a little medicine from yourself. You're just mad because I don't send you my journaling pages anymore. I'm just mad because you were not allowing yourself to be coached or supported in any way. But now I feel like the tide is turning. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I think I just got very grumpy after Christmas. You did. You got a little grinchy. Yeah. And the other thing is I did not feel the Christmas spirit this year. I know. You really didn't. You're usually very, very, very in that vibe. Which I just wasn't. And I really wanted to punch my therapist in the face because she was like, that's probably a good thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. And she's like, well, maybe use Christmas as a distraction. I'm like, I really don't like you. I think you have for sure used it as a distraction before. Yes. I think though, like you didn't get the kind of like satiation from that, that you were looking for of feeling like really relaxed and festive and having the downtime. And like, that's the problem right now. Yeah. And I think that's also why like the last couple of weeks I've been doing more home stuff. Cause part of what I've done is all of the Christmas decorations are down. Yeah. 
And I did them all by myself and I reorganized all the Christmas decorations and like labeled the boxes, got it all set up, done, blah, 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 put it away, which I miss it a little bit, but also like I don't. Which is also healthy because like in past years, you would wait much longer because you were trying to like keep the vibe. Yeah. But I mean, like in previous years, like I remember one year I didn't go to a restaurant for nine months because of lockdown. So like I had Christmas from like the end of September to February because that was like the only thing I had to live for, you know? So, so can we see your therapist? Please? Yeah. But like you're in Florida, okay. you have like freedom and guns and shit, you know, like we don't mm. mm-hmm. the whole thing. We have like lockdowns and oppression. So, you know, that's not a thing anymore. Right. Mm. But only as of April of last year, which is insane to think about that, like literally until it might've been even May, but like, until nine months ago, eight months ago, every time I went inside, I had to wear a face mask, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy. I think how long COVID lasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. But yeah. So yes. Yeah. I've just, I've wanted to clear out the house so much. And a lot of this stuff I would have done with Paul had he been here. So then it was also just like, everything takes three times longer because I'm doing it by myself. And mm-hmm. I may or may not have an insane volume of Christmas decorations. Totally. And again, all of these I think are fine and they're mm-hmm. nothing like insurmountable on their own. But I think when a lot of them stacked up, it felt like you were at your limit and at your capacity. And so you chose like what made the most sense to you to spend your time on. And that's okay. Yep. And you can also see how you could navigate that slightly differently. Mm-hmm even if things don't meet your expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Yep. But I would say I'm mostly happy with the last couple of weeks. Like it's been annoying, but I feel like I've handled myself well, if nothing else. Okay. So masterclass. Yep. Mindset is the strategy. Something like that. I have to brainstorm the name, but yeah. So should I do that Friday or do you think Monday? I think Monday. Mm-hmm. We'll do Monday. I'll push that out today. And then we'll push the program to start the 13th. And then maybe end of February, we do become a mastermind millionaire again. What is coming up after that? Like, what is that falling into? Millionaire mastermind, or we could switch it to something that sells wealthy women. So we could do something on like six figure roadmap. We have branding for that. We have six-figure launch branding, but that more so goes into launch baby launch. We have 10K, well, 10K maze a while away. Um, so I think the biggest question is like, are we going to stay on the track of selling wealthy? Because that was sort of your goal, like sell X amount of spots in wealthy, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that feels... The reason I said become a mastermind millionaire is we did it last February. So timing-wise, that's what we did. Right, right. But I could obviously like push that. But yes, I want to keep selling wealthy because that just feels great because it really doesn't add to my plate. But every yeah. time we make a sale, it's 12K. Yeah. Okay. So then I would definitely say change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got my list of all my programs in base camp. So I'll just tag you where that is. So you can take all figure that out. Okay. And then I've got a meeting with my OBM today which is great. And then also another thing that happened that pissed me off that changed my normal Monday ops meeting last week got pushed because my OBM wasn't available. So we did it the Friday before, which like, that's such a minor thing. But I think for my brain, it's like, nothing is real. Nothing is permanent. Everything is changing. Fuck the system. Yeah. 
And then you want to like control the things that you can control, which are like, you can clean out the house, whatever you can give yourself that time versus the things that feel less controllable, like getting back into a launch that you haven't done in a while. Right. Yeah. I really look forward to the days that we have robots because they'll do whatever I say. Or you could lean into expanding your capacity for uncertainty. This is not a yoga retreat. This is a coaching program. What's the difference? Mm. I thought that was a good one. You were saving that in your back pocket, waiting to use that one. Yeah. All right. I have more to say on that, but I will make a note to send you a journal prompt on it. Yeah. I think that I'm a lot more capable of like writing with uncertainty when I have help, but like, I'm just kind of floating on my own at the moment, which has made it a bit more challenging. I think both can be true, right? Like, I think that can be, it can be true that it's easier with help. And I think it can be a little bit of a story that like makes you not have to lean into stretching into expanding your capacity for uncertainty where it's like, oh, it would be better if I had help. It would be better if it went this way. It'd be better if I didn't get sick. Like all of that is factually true. And like, I think there's a way where there's still something for you to shift there. Yeah. Maybe. What else? What might that thing be? Who knows? Are you doing that thing again? Can you repeat the question? Thank you. What might you need to shift at like mindset wise in your story about your ability to like tolerate the uncertainty? If it's not just, I need more support. I don't know. I love Instagram memes. They're so profound. I saw one that said something like you have a hundred percent success rate with surviving bad days. I like that. Mm. I've kind of been telling myself that a little bit the last couple of days when things are tough with the dogs, like today, it's not that it's a bad day. None of it has been bad days, but just like Mm -hmm. tiring and tough and like not what I'm used to. Cause I'm usually the laziest bitch I know. Mm -hmm. And this has been the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so just reminding myself of that. So I think just remembering that I can kind of hold and handle anything, which I know that I can, but I don't want to is where I'm at. Like, I know I can do all of this, but I refuse. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that, I think that is the shift is to be like, I can fully handle all this, but I think the, the bigger part then is like making it feel like a choice versus like an avoidance thing. Does that make sense? So it's like the choice to be like, I'm just not launching. I'm just not doing this. I think all of that's fair. But I think where it can be a mindfuck for you is when it just feels like I'm just like avoiding and pushing it off. I'm saying I'm going to do it, but I'm really not going to do it. And it creates like all this internal tension versus just being like, I'm just not going to fucking do it right now. Like that would be okay too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's about so much like what were the actual outcomes in terms of like, did the launch move? Did it not move? Like whatever. I think it's more of like, what's the experience of having to do that? Does it feel like I fucked up and like I avoided and I did something wrong or does it feel like, oh, I just like, I'm not available to have all this on my plate. I mean, what I will say is like, I'm definitely not like mean or judgy to myself at all. Like, I think in the past I would be like really frustrated with myself. Like, oh, I should have done more. And now I'm just like, I have done the best that I fucking can. And I really don't give a shit, but I think what I should probably step one more shift to is like choosing that versus being like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then not doing it. And then being like, oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. I think there's a difference between like constantly letting yourself off the hook for not keeping promises to yourself versus like a really healthy ability to see where you can shift. Do you know what I mean? Cause like, 
Um, either side of that's not great. Like I'm super beating myself up is not great, but like, I just don't hold myself accountable and I like say fuck it and avoid and don't care is not it. So I think like that middle space of like intentionally being like, I'm just choosing not to do this and I'm not going to make myself wrong for that is really the thing. Yeah. I mean, when I make my to-do list every day, like it's mostly house stuff, but like I get everything done on my to-do list. So I feel good about that. But I have was so disciplined for so many months with all of my work stuff that I know that this is not like a pattern I'm going to stay in. Like I'm really looking forward to having Paul back and getting some more space for myself back. And I think maybe that's why I'm not like beating myself up about it. Like I know that it's temporary. Well, again, I think it's just a capacity thing. It's like when you were in the work kind of mode, you had all the help on the life kind of front. Now you've Mm -hmm. been way more life focus because that wasn't where the help is. And again, I think all that's okay. I think it's just about like, what's the story and intention behind that? Like I can handle it. I can move things. I trust myself to like show up and move the thing. Fair. Fair. So here Sabs called herself the laziest bitch she knows. And I just wanted to like talk to that for a second, which is that she knows her capacity and she knows that she requires lots of downtime and rest time outside of the business. And she just really needs to honor and plan for that because if not, it always bites her in the butt. Obviously she can work to expand that capacity too when she wants to, but it isn't what she's craving in this moment, right? So. I think that's really helpful to see is that like, if you just know this about yourself, like I just know I require a ton of downtime. I know I require a ton of rest. I know when I'm not getting that, I get resentful. I get frustrated. I rebel. Amazing. You know this about yourself. So that's a hack, (laughs) right? And if you can use that hack to plan for things that make you want to lean into the business or feel like you have the capacity to, or know that you've gotten the rest so that you can lean in versus rebel, that's when things get really good. So I just wanted to give a lot of permission for that, but also say like, this is truly a business hack because if you keep trying to force yourself to do something that you simply do not have the capacity for and feel completely like overwhelmed by, yeah, you can keep trying to force that, but it's probably not going to go that well, right? Slash, you can also choose to do things that help you expand your capacity to hold things. And you can choose that that doesn't feel the best for you right now. And what you want is to just honor where you're at. Neither is better or worse or wrong. It's just seeing that there's variation there. And the real ticket is figuring out what feels good to you, what's the hack for you, and leaning into that no matter kind of what any outside voice or force is saying. Because when you can do that, that's when things are actually going to move forward, right? Like we saw, she felt like she was ready, her capacity wasn't there, and it didn't move forward. Like that's not some game that we wanna stay in for weeks on end of being like, okay, but now, let's just force the timeline. Okay, but now let's keep forcing the timeline because ultimately the timeline's changing anyways, right? So when you can just lean into that and roll with that and not constantly be in a battle with yourself, it's amazing how much easier things get and how much faster business moves forward. Okay, good. I like that. Okay, so we have new dates. We have new timelines. We have a masterclass. Mm-hmm. You have a whole week to get that thing out into the world. Which I think that also feels better as opposed to like the last couple of weeks. It's like, you need to launch today. And now it's more like, yeah, yeah. 
Cause that's what I had like been hoping for when I got back to work is I would have some time, but then I didn't. And then it was like, you need to launch now. And it's like, well, totally. that's not really how I work. Yeah. So you have the space, you have the time all as well. Feel good. I do. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I love you. Love you too. Even though you told me I was ugly at the beginning of the call. I didn't say that. Okay, sure. Everyone rewind to the beginning and let's have a vote. <laughs> we'll do a poll. <laughs> I think you're beautiful and I love you. Yeah. Thanks. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.